<clears throat> Who did? It's Friday, people. B thanks here. Back with another episode. Fucking pre-game episode. It's the last day of the week. Till the weekend. Got tomorrow. For all y'all college fans, enjoy the games tomorrow. Unlike myself... I'm huddling down, camping out till fucking game day on Sunday. We are close, baby. Close. Just had the first regular season game of the season last night. Jam-packed game. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't give a fuck. Fucking Bills can be the Bills. The Rams can do whatever the fuck the Rams want to do. We're focusing on the Bengals today. Guys, pretty much this episode today, there's really not too many... um, New updates to go through, but this episode is mainly energy, hype, getting shit ready, y'all. Because like I said, it's fucking Friday. We're going to blink and Sunday's going to be here. Pre-game. It's going to be time to fucking get it. We finally back in the regular season facing the Steelers. 1 p.m. Eastern time. Super excited. So... Let's bring the fucking energy, people. Let's have a great Friday night. Let's have a great Saturday. Fun, jam-packed, be responsible Saturday night so you can be ready to go on Sunday. It's game time. It's game time for us fans, people. It's game time for all of us. We got to get ready to smoke the biggest ops, our most hated rival. Fuck them. Fuck the Steelers with all my heart, with all my big heart. I love people so much. I love things, but I fucking love hating the Steelers. Isn't that an interesting dichotomy? I think all of us love hating the Steelers. Like, I enjoy hating them. It's fun. Okay, on the real, like, no. It's it's really not, like, everything to me. But, damn it, it's near everything to me. Fuck the Steelers. Can't wait. So, getting into some of the um, technicalities and and some of the insights before the game... Uh, today, injury report for us, clean, cleaner than it's ever been. Uh, I will say there was a little update today with L. Collins. Both of his ankles were taped. I don't know what the hell for. Um, obviously, nothing major. He was fine. He was full participant. No limitations from L. except for ankle tape. He also put different cleats on, so he might be sore. If that's the case, he's about to be real sore at 4 p.m. on Sunday because he's going against one of the best of the best, if not the best in T.J. Watt. Have fun. Strap up. My note to L. Have fun. Strap the fuck up because you're playing all 60 minutes of this goddamn game. So that's pretty much the most significant thing coming out of practice uh, Joe Burrow wearing black cleats like the black Air Force ones you don't fuck with the person wearing black Air Forces bro Joe's on that shicey time for everybody that listens to my podcast I appreciate you guys and I know you're probably avid followers of my content really appreciate that I love you all with that y'all probably see my Joe shicey time post cause it's fucking shicey time look around bitch it's shicey time Shesty ain't day to win the Vegas. That's a Rowdy Rebel song of Bobby Shmurda. 
Bobby Smyrna, Rowdy Rebel, been bumping that shit, GS9 gang, since like fucking 2012. How relevant is it now? God made it meant to be when I was skiing down the slopes at Perfect North, across town from Cincinnati 10 years ago, riding down the hill, bumping some GS9, fucking Rowdy Rebel, and Bobby Smyrna. Shiesty time. It was all meant for this moment. For Joe Shiesty. It came full circle. Nah, I'm messing, but on the real, it's just pretty cool how they got a song. Like, the lyrics match it perfectly, but it's fucking shiesty time. Last year, our last matchup against them, when our starters smoked them 41 to fucking 3, 40 points, 40 point gap against them, they knew what time it was. They can't get it out of their minds. I should tag all the Sewers players and send the picture to them. Joe Burrow with his shiesty mask on because it's fucking shiesty time. We're healthy. We're good, guys. Damn it. I wish I would have. Uh, I have not seen the final injury report today, but I didn't hear anything about Drew Sample and Mitchell Wilcox. I heard about Devin Asiasi. He was still out with the quad injury. He may not play Sunday. I don't know. So like I said, I can't guarantee that, and I will not because I have not seen it. I'm not a verified source because I have not seen the direct source. But with me not hearing about Drew Sample and Mitchell Wilcox, knowing that they were limited and actually Drew was full a couple days ago, I expect them to go. In all of reality, Drew was going to get snaps over Devin Asiasi anyways, assuming he was fully healthy like he was earlier this week. Um, it's not a big deal. But if Devin Asiasi is a no-go, you want as much tight end depth as you can. Because as I was speaking on Wednesday, it's really weird and an unfortunate coincidence that the only injuries on our injury report of the entire active 53-man roster all consisted of tight ends. Already a thin group on our fucking team. Really weird, but that's the case with that. Beyond that, healthy, really healthy. Steelers, same thing. They seem pretty healthy too. Haven't heard of any, you know, news or updates that players have gone down or anything. TJ Watt, fine. Um, no, actually, no. A big one. Deontay Johnson, he was not full these past couple days. I think he's got an ankle or a wrist, something like that. They expect him to go on Sunday though, but he's not 100%. So the number one receiver not being 100%, that's a big deal. So we'll see how that develops for him. So as I touched on a bit in my last episode, and what I'm really excited to get into for this episode, Friday episodes before the games, or whatever day our games are for the week, I'm going to talk about my predictions and go through them. I don't want to go through my predictions too early in the week. You know, I want to get the energy as high as possible right before we go into the game. My Friday episodes, last episodes before the game. Just makes sense. So, a lot of you guys probably saw my post I made earlier in the week, because I did. I posted my predictions already about a week ago. Um, was too impatient to wait any longer. You guys may have forgot, but I want to go a little bit more in depth with them, because I did not go in depth that much. I pretty much just posted like energy and hype, whatever, you know. Not really going into the X's and O's. I'd like to go into those a bit for why I make my predictions. So, 
I have the Bengals winning 31-13. Um, some of the things I think off top is that this Steelers offense, I may have touched on it in previous episodes, is piss poor because of how bad that O-line is. And the quarterback play. So it's just, oh man, so many whammies when you have an insufficient O-line and an insufficient quarterback. Everything is going to be lackluster. Every single thing. You will never get the full potential out of your skill players, especially pass catchers. You never will. That's what this offense is, guys. That's what this Steelers offense will always fight. Steelers fans could tell you different. People could be delusionally optimistic. This is reality. Their O-line is arguably the worst in football. Akora for the guy that they extended for $40 million, is questionable for the game. I think he's suffering with a lower body injury. Um, their left guard, uh, who's their left guard? Uh, left guard James Daniels has been really lackluster so far. They also signed him to a 40 or maybe $45 million deal. I wanted James Daniels, but he's been really bad with him so far. Maybe that'll change. But even if you get competent play at an interior position, what are the magnitudes of that? They're good. That's only good for the Steelers. I'm not negating that. But it's not as impactful as a tackle. A guy's going against the edge. Especially when you're going against a guy like DJ Reader and BJ Hill. Two top 10 interior guys. Good luck. Lackluster James Daniels. Their center, Mason Cole, I think. Fucking trash. Right guard. Uh, fuck, I don't even remember. Um, they're all ass. It really doesn't matter. But Kendrick Green, I think, is in that mix. He may be benched, though, because they're just terrible. As I mentioned to you guys in a couple episodes ago, what's really relieving for the Bengals, what we've pleasantly had this season, was Jackson Carmen was beat out because we had a guy flat out better and perform actually good. We didn't have a scenario like we've had in the past to where, okay, who is the least worst guy that we can put here? Because both guys used to suck ass out of our competition, we'd put the least bad guy to start. That's not the case for us, but that's the case for the Steelers. So whoever that right guard is, that's the scenario. They both suck. Who sucks the least? That's what their situation is at right guard. And one of the worst tackles in the league, Dan Moore. Dan fucking Moore. He's going to go up against Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. So, good luck. That's a terrible offensive line. And they've been terrible. I've I've listened to some Steelers reporters, read into some articles, and that is their biggest question mark and biggest concern. And if their biggest concern is the O-line over the quarterback production position, that's a big deal. Because you're dealing with the bottom eight quarterback unit in quarterback production. That's what you're going to be getting out of Mitchell Trubitsky. So um, that's exciting for our defense, and that's why I predict the Steelers to not score much. I predict Mitch Trubisky to throw the ball 53 times. People think that's a lot, but let me go in a bit of context. Ben Roethlisberger in 2021 against the Bengals in two games threw 99 times. I think he threw... 40, maybe 98 times, right about 100. I think he threw 47 times in the first game and 51 in the second game. Why? 
is because when you're getting no push in the run game, you have to resort to passing. Not only that one thing. When you are down, you cannot trust to run the ball. When you are down, you cannot run the ball with a bad offensive line. It's a double negative. And the negative is going to be that for them, they're going to have to pass block again and again and again and again and again in predictable situations. And we have some elite pass rushers. What does that mean? Our elite guys pin their ears back and get to the fucking quarterback. That's why I can see them having to throw the ball a lot because I can see them being down in the second half. I could really see a scenario to where the Bengals are up 14-10 at half. Look, you guys saw how rusty some of the guys were last night. The Bills looked way better in that game, but there was a lot of rust. Like, five, six picks in the game. Super underrated. Like, you saw star power, dud. What was weird, star power, turnover. Star power, turnover. Star power, it was weird. Like, you saw no punts. You either saw big-ass plays for the offense or big-ass plays resulting in interceptions and turnovers for the defense. You saw how rusty they were. We're very well going to see that for Sunday, guys. It's okay. Like, it's okay. They're going to be rusty. There's going to be some iffy plays. Some Steelers may make some surprising plays. But we're flat out better than them, so we are much more likely to make the better plays. That's just all of reality. Um, So with that rust, I could see 14-10 Bengals at the half, or maybe even 14-10 Steelers at the half. But that second half, though, we will pull away. That's when the Steelers, Mitchell Trubisky and co., will resort to having to throw the ball a lot, Bengals pinning their ears back, The Steelers are going to have those long, triculated drives just like last year, guys. Get ready. Those dump-offs. So many dump-offs to Najee Harris. So many 1-2 to to 3-4 to to 5-yard passes. I expect that again. That's how I see 53 passes resulting in 272 yards, one touchdown, and one pick for Mitch Trubisky. How does Najee Harris take that? I see Najee getting 22 rushes, eight receptions. Like I mentioned, with the dump off, not going to be able to get a ton of time because we have a very, very strong secondary, very, very strong linebacker core, and pass rushers getting home. They're going to have to resort to getting the ball out fast. Najee Harris is that guy, eight receptions. He's going to get his yardage, 116 yards, and the touchdown, one tutty. I could see now a little bit of pre-frame for all these wide receivers and skill players, I could see a chunk of their production coming in the second half. Back to what I said a couple minutes ago. You're passing the ball a lot. You get garbage time yards. I could see Deontay going for seven receptions, 96 yards. I could see Claypool getting six receptions for 56 yards. George Pickens for four receptions and 68 yards. I see a big splash play from Pickens. Then some, you know, Low-key, typical plays from him. Now, with our offense. This is going to be fun, guys. We're better than them in every way. The Steelers have some really good fucking players on their team. But we are one of the best rosters in football. That's just how it's going to go. And overall, things will lean our way. Like I said, be prepared. This is the NFL, guys. 
I'm super hype. Y'all know that. Maybe a little delusionally at times. You know, thinking we're going to win and blow them out. Because that's energy with reality. So I'm heightening my reality with my fandom. But I look through reality first. Focusing on reality. Only here, not energy or hype. Games can go either way. This is the NFL. This is a Steelers organization that is class A. Level, top tier. Top tier level franchise. Phenomenal coach. So well respected. Good franchise with some lackluster fucking pieces. But a strong, strong identity. That I hope as a fan becomes their demise. As they're going to be middling with the middling fucking quarterback. Piss poor quarterback actually. And I hope that's the case for the next few years. But that's the reality. This game can go either way. Now, getting back to my fucking energy. We are better than them in every way. Arguable with the defensive line. Maybe slightly then. Fine. We're still really, really good on our defensive line too. And offensive line. Joe Burrow. 23 for 30. 400, or 348 yards, might be. Three touchdowns, zero picks. Joe's going to come out on fire, y'all. Like... I can really see this offense going LSU style. LSU style. I see him having his way. I see the O-line giving up some pressure. They're going to be rusty. It's okay. It's fucking week one and they didn't play any preseason snaps. It's okay. Alright. So they're going to let up a couple sacks. Joe's going to do his thing. But I think he's going to get comfortable because his secondary is... Steer secondary is not nearly good enough. To hold up strongly against these receivers. Maybe some plays, but not most of them. Joe, 23 for 30. 348 yards, three tutties. Joe Mixon, he's going to get the fucking bulk of the touches. Obviously, I see him having a very productive game. 21 rushes for three receptions. 109 yards. Sorry, y'all. Just uh, just got an unexpected text here. Oh, I got some guap. God damn, what an unexpected text, y'all. Got a motherfucking unexpected text about some tax shit. Let's go. God, praise God. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ, in name we pray. All right. Back to the fucking predictions, y'all. 21 receptions, 21 rushes, 3 receptions, 109 yards and 1 tutty for Joe Mixon. One of the best in the game. Behind a good run offense. Woo! God, this shit's hyping me up. We got a game in two days. I dedicate so much of my life to this fucking page, man. All of us do is our fandom. We express our fandom in different ways. Me, probably to a psychotic way to some people or the average person. But we are almost here, baby. We're talking through predictions. Now the fun part of predictions our receivers. Look. Look. I've been preaching it the last two weeks. Akella Witherspoon. Levi Wallace. Cam Sutton. Injured DeMonte Casey. Terrell Edmonds. James Pierre. The only real dude. Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm coming for you. We're fucking coming. I'm sorry. 
you can cloud, cover to cloud, cloud, stack, whatever you want over Jamar and T. We're going to rotate him. T will not be sitting at that X spot all day or that Y spot. They won't. They're going to move to the Z, to the X, to the Y, to the Z, to the X, to the Y, all the fucking uh, Black Eyed Peas song. The fucking receivers, our receivers going to be doing some Black Eyed Peas shit. Moving all along the fucking line. We're going to see Jamar in the slot a decent amount of plays. Um, TB's going to predominantly stay inside that slot, so they're going to have specific formations. T will stay outside most plays, but we are prepared because we are prepared for what the Steelers are prepared for, which is we have to cloud Jamar Chase and T Higgins at all costs. Just like Joe said, if you guys don't remember in a press conference, if you play too high, bye-bye. You're going to get cooked because we're going to play off that. We're prepared for them to play too high. We're prepared for them to stack a safety over on each receiver. We're prepared. Come on, Terrell Edmonds. Come out here. James Pierre. You can't hide. Cam Sutton. Come on, Akello Witherspoon. Guy who was dropped in week 16 last season after he got fucking smoked by the Bengals with the 49ers. Yeah, Kella Witherspoon was on that ass secondary with the 49ers. Got cut. Picked up off fucking waivers or some shit from the Steelers. And now that's their prized possession in the secondary. Ha! Jamar Chase. Nine receptions. 167 yards. Two touchdowns. T. Higgins. Eight receptions. 99 yards. Tyler Boyd. Five receptions. 48 yards. One touchdown. You're not stopping him. You're not stopping him. That's 300 yards from our three guys. Joe's throwing for 350. That's my prediction, guys. Um, quickly, I have to add this. I don't know how much you read my um, captions when I post, but if you haven't, understand. My predictions may differ immensely from yours. That's okay. Above everything for my predictions... I lean into the serendipity. What is serendipity, you may ask? It's just life. It's the occurrence of life, the raw occurrence of life outside no dictation or influence of human, just of, of what we do. It's just life. We try to make the best, most accurate predictions we can. And what happens so often? We're fucking wrong. There's no need for me to dedicate two hours to dive into all this shit to try to make a prediction. Because let me tell you something. For anybody that tried to dedicate two hours last year to the fucking Bills versus Jaguars game on the exact score on how many dozens of points the Bills were going to beat the Jags was wasted time. Because what happened? The fucking Urban Meyer-led Jaguars beat Josh Allen and the Bills 9-6, to six, bro. No fucking touchdowns. The Bills lost to the Steelers week one last year. The Bengals lost to fucking Michael White. Who predicted Michael White to have 405 yards? <sighs> My point is, no one fucking knows what the predictions are. Here's how I follow mine. I go off gut feeling. I ask myself, what can I see this game going like? What can I see? Not... What are my most valuable predictions from all my knowledge to overthink a prediction? What can I see how the, what can I see this game going like? 
come up with one of my first things and I fucking post it. That's what I see from this game. So I see success, guys. I see the defense having a really strong day, getting a couple turnovers, one forced fumble for a recovery, and an INT. And I see us dominating the fucking Steelers. I see I could see the Steelers getting a garbage time point, or I could see them scoring early. I could see the Steelers going up 7-0 at the beginning of the game. And people worry, oh no. Is Mitch Trubisky going to turn it on? Is he going to? No. No. It's not what I predict. It's going to be good, guys. So, 1-0, heading into week two against the line, or uh, the Cowboys. Sorry. 425 next Sunday, September 18th is that kickoff time. But it's fucking Steelers week, people. Super exciting time. That's pretty much all. Really didn't have too much for you guys. Just, um, you know, keep that in your mind. Hey, look at my post on Instagram. Save it. Because I've been really accurate on some posts uh, and predictions I've made, I should say. And uh, it's just fun, you know, to see on how it turns out. There's been almost every time I'm extremely wrong, and I'm fine with that. I'm not looking to be right, guys. I don't really care. It's just pure, pure fun. And I'm all energy, man. I'm just passionate about this fucking team, just like you guys. I'm an exuberant guy, a vibrant guy. When it comes to our fucking bangles, I put it all in everything. I give my all to my fandom. So, let's fucking get it, guys. Enjoy your Friday night. Enjoy your Saturday night. Enjoy your Sunday morning. Enjoy the game. Looking forward to being back on Sunday for a post-game episode, win or loss. Looking forward to speaking to you guys later. Hootay. Peace.